Welcome to Wife Talks, the ultimate destination for wives looking to have the marriage of their dreams. Don't worry, girlfriend, we're all in this together and I'm learning right along with you. But I got a few keys to help you along the way. I'm your host, Shayla Renato. Let's jump into today's episode. Hey, 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 welcome back to another episode of Wife Talks. It's Shayla Renato here and I'm super excited. It's late on a Sunday night and you guys, God has really been dealing with me and I have been trying to get my life together so I could bring you all the goodness that he is sharing. So welcome back. Tonight, we are talking about an undercover marriage what are you hiding? As always, we're going to open with a scripture. And today's scripture comes from Song of Songs, chapter 2, verse 16 and 17. The young woman says, My lover is mine and I am his. He browses among the lilies before the dawn breezes blow and the night shadows flee. Return to me, my love, like a gazelle or a young stag on the rugged mountains. I was looking for a scripture for tonight and this one kind of stuck out to me because the opening verse, I mean, it's so beautiful. It's so beautifully written. Um, but the opening verse, um, in this, well, actually it's the the last two. So the second to the last verse in song of songs, chapter two, she opens up with my lover is mine and I am his. And I I really, really wanted to call attention to that because it's so important when you're married to really think about what that really means. Just being someone, having that belonging um, one to another, husband and wife, holding each other down. You know, that's what we like to say today. But how can you hold down somebody you don't know? And how can you expect your wife to hold you down if she doesn't know you? So I think this is a really fun episode. Um, Shout out to all the husbands who log on and listen to Wife Talks and support it and love where it's going. Really, really appreciate you guys. And ladies, thank you for sharing it. Um, Thank you for sharing it with your sisters, your moms, your cousins, your best friends. Look, we're all growing together, right? So let's dive into this episode. So Undercover Marriage. What are you hiding? This week, I want to start with the activity um, that I want you to kind of do before you finish diving into this episode. And the activity that I want you to do is to write down 10 things that have happened to you in your life that changed you. Then I want you to write down 10 things that you love about you. Okay. Then I want you to write down three things that you've given to God in this season, in this very moment that you are struggling with, that you need God's help with, that you are really like it's on your plate that you have handed over to him. Okay, so I want you to pause the episode really, really quickly and go take care of that. Come back and then listen in. All right, so for all of you who took the time to pause it, and actually do the assignment. Let's talk about these list that you've completed. I want you to review the list. And as you're looking at them, I want you to think about what's on those lists that your spouse 
is completely unaware of. And I know for some of you, it might be just a few things on the list. For some of you, it might be a lot of things on the list. And it's okay if you have some things in this moment that you may may not have been completely honest with your spouse about yet. And I'm saying it's okay so that you don't have any condemnation. Um, marriage is a, is, a, is a love walk. It's a journey. And as you're learning and growing, you know, you just ask God for grace to keep moving forward. So don't beat yourself up if your list has, you know, if all 10 things you wrote down, you're like, oh, I probably should have told my husband or maybe I should have been a little more open about that with my spouse. It's okay. It's okay. We're getting ready to deal with it right now. So some of you may say, okay, Shayla, I only have a few things, but I don't understand why it's important that my spouse is aware of it. And do I really have to tell my spouse everything? Now, the telling your spouse everything is very subjective. Um, I think that honesty is always the best policy in marriage. But what this podcast is this episode is diving into is why it's important that your spouse is aware of what's been on your plate, what is currently on your plate to kind of be able to forecast what could become an issue or may or may not in the future. It's important that your spouse is aware of some of these things on the list because one, number one, your spouse can't pray about what they don't know about. So if you're dealing with something that happened, um, in your childhood, or there's something about you that, um, developed because of a traumatic childhood experience or because of a dating relationship that went wrong some years before them, or, you know, whatever it, it, sometimes it's not necessarily just about the issue. Sometimes it's about the outcome, right? Because your spouse has right now the person who's been through everything from the day you were born to this very moment. They have all of that history in this one person that they love. And while they may not be aware of the entirety of the history, they still have to deal with the person in front of them who's been through it. And so it's really important to kind of approach your marriage with a sense of uh, vulnerability about what you've experienced so that your spouse can truly understand who you are. You know, when you're connecting with each other in prayer and in your intimate time together, it's hard to connect with somebody you don't know. And I can't say, babe, I need you to pray for my peace because my grandmother was a worrier and that's something that I picked up from her that I didn't even realize until now. If you don't have that vulnerable conversation, your spouse can't stand in agreement with you. Your spouse can't dive in the word with you. Your spouse can't grow with you as you get delivered from some of those things. Okay. So that's one reason why it's really important. Another reason why it's important is that your spouse won't understand your perspective, won't be able to understand and appreciate your perspective without appropriate data. So everything that's happened to us, right? It's not that it's make or break or life or death or some of it may have been. But the important thing to note here is that all of that is data, right? 
And in order for your spouse to be able to assess what's in, fr- in front of them, him, um, in order for him to be able to, you know, know, okay, this is going to be a trigger for her. She's going to get upset about it because of, you know, this one thing. So let me approach this with some wisdom and how I handle her in this moment. Your husband can't make that executive decision because you've already taken that power away from him by not giving him the appropriate data. Okay. And sometimes it might not even be anything that traumatic. It could be something as simple as weight, right? Um, Using myself as an example, you know, I have gone up and down with my weight my entire life. I was diagnosed with PCOS as a teenager. It's something that I have always dealt with. My weight fluctuates like crazy and not working out doesn't help it. And my husband can't be supportive of me and me working out and me, um, you know, wanting to be a certain size or be a certain goal or whatever. And he also can't empower me if he isn't aware that I'm struggling with that. And some people, I mean, this is just, you know, one example, but, and it's, it's little stuff like that. It's little stuff like him having that knowledge now gives him the power to be able to say, Hey babe, it's six o'clock when my alarm goes off, go work out, go get your workout in. You wanted to do it, go do it. And when I come back to be able to say, beautiful, I'm so proud of you. You're amazing. Those things right there, that's a whole shift. That is a whole shift. Like he, he is able to really aid me in this journey because he has the data to help me as I move forward in my weight loss or weight, you know, um, my weight journey. And that's, that's just a small example. There are plenty of other things that, you know, I could give you examples of. Um, but I have an example I'm going to use in a second. The third point is your spouse can't connect with someone they don't know. So it's really important that your spouse understands who you are. And the way that they understand who you are is by having the appropriate data. They can pray for you and they can connect with you when they have that data. Right. So if you get mad whenever, um, you know, it's a thunderstorm and your spouse leaves to go do anything like it doesn't matter. He could be going to the grocery store and you, and you get angry when he leaves you when it's thunderstorming. Um, and he he can't understand, you know, that you get angry because your father left you and your mother and never returned on a night when a thunderstorm was so bad. It took the power out. It took out all you all's food. It took out, um, you know, the tree behind the house and fell on the barn and the swing set that you used to play with. Your husband has no way of connecting that a, a, a thunderstorm with a very traumatic exit of your father leaving your life. And a lot of times, you know, unless we sit with these things, we tend to not think about it. But something even as traumatic as that changed you. It changed It changed your whole perspective and how you feel. And while you being angry or, you know, just saddened every time he leaves the house um, at the time of a thunderstorm, even when he's coming back, it just kind of touches a sore spot for you. If your husband doesn't have that data, he can't address it. And it could be something as simple as, you know, giving you a kiss on your forehead and saying, Hey babe, I'll be right back. I'm running out to get a flashlight for us or I'll be right back. I ordered some pizza so we'd have something to deal with so I could take care of us tonight. Or it's all in the language that he could use to reassure you. But if you never talk to him about that experience and you never share with him your emotions around it, 
then he can't help you. He can't know you. He can't pray for you. Okay. So I know that you guys have probably seen Napoli Ever After by now. It was, it's a Netflix movie. If you haven't seen it, definitely go watch it. It's amazing. Um, but it's so interesting. Napoli Ever After is, Sanai Lathan plays in it. And it's about this, um, African-American woman who grows up and her hair is like her crown and glory. It's her pride and joy. And at the beginning of the movie, that's all we know about her, which is really interesting because it's also what her boyfriend at the time presents as, you know, he feels like the two years they've been dating has been like being on a first date the entire two years. And what's interesting about that is because as it relates to our episode tonight, um, she was very undercover in that relationship. She didn't talk about anything. She didn't let loose. She didn't let her hair down, so to speak. And a lot of times our marriages don't start off that way, but they end up that way. And it's interesting because he also was doing the same thing in the show, which in the movie, but you don't realize it until they finally get engaged. And then she goes to meet his parents for the first time. They dated two years. She never met his parents, had no clue of where he was from and what he was of, you know, family wise, tradition wise, nothing. And then on the night that they meet each other, there's so many firsts that they, uh, the night that she meets his parents, there's so many firsts that they experience that they just aren't able to keep going. Sorry, that was a spoiler alert. I probably should have warned you. Um, But what's really interesting about that is that a lot of people's marriages end up that way. And I use that as an example because here are these two people who dated two years. She didn't, she had no knowledge of his history or his people and where he came from. And the fact that his parents were going to look her up and down like, who is this? And he had no knowledge of uh, experience that actually added just a touch of trauma for her as it relates to her perspective on herself and how she sees herself. Um, and that she, she pretty much had to learn how to become um, or get more in touch with who she was and not associate her hair with her being. And, you know, the two of them, just their whole experience after two years of dating. Listen, this podcast is important because I don't want you to go another two years in your marriage and then find out that, you know what, I probably should have told him about that night, um, you know, that happened whenever and I never talked about it or I probably should have told him I was dealing with my weight so he could have been there to support me and help me or I should have told him that I was really hurt when me and my sister fell out and that's the reason why I just have not been able to be as open because I'm I'm still dealing with that pain it's so you can't when time goes by and you don't take the time to be intentional about your connecting with one another it makes it hard to stay connected when you really, really need it most, because it's inevitable that life will happen, the good and the bad. And in order to get through those, all those seasons, both seasons, good and bad, you got to be able to stay connected. And so I want to give you some tips on how to build vulnerability into your marriage. Some of you may already have it. Some of you may really be in a desperate place and need it. So I want to give you some tips on how to build vulnerability in your marriage, more vulnerability. The first thing is be intentional and unintentional about communicating. So 
What I liked about this example was being intentional about communicating to me here just means, you know what, sometimes you just really need to sit down and like ask questions that you just don't know answers to, like you've never had answers to. And on the other side of that, you also need to sit down and just have times that you're like, oh, baby, you're watching football. Why do you like this team? Why do you like this player? And you could have absolutely no interest in it, but let's be clear. Don't expect your husband to be interested in, don't, don't, it's not fair. Let me not say don't expect. It is not fair to your husband or to your marriage that you expect him to drop everything and be into everything you're doing and you can't even sit down and just learn a few rules to football. It's not fair. It's not fair to him. And I'm not saying that every wife has to watch football. Not what I'm saying. I'm just giving you a perspective. Okay. (laughs) Or whatever your husband is into, right? Um, it's okay. That is the unintentional communication, right? Because you have your intentional communication where you really want to get to know something or know your spouse's perspective on something or talk about something really important. And then the unintentional communication is important because those are the times that you guys are able to build friendship. And unintentional and intentional communication help build trust, respect, and awareness in your marriage. If you're aware of why he likes that team and why he first fell in love with the Dallas Cowboys and who his favorite baseball player is and why and why he thinks they're so cool. When you get him tickets to the baseball game so that him and one of his boys can go or you can go, um, your appreciation for his love for that is even greater. And his appreciation and love for you. It grows in that moment because in that moment, he, he knows that you hear him and you know what that does? It sets you up and him up for more vulnerability in the future. It was important to her to get these tickets for me because she knows how much I like him. That's like opening the gateway just a little bit more (laughs) to, to build that time with your husband where he, it's completely uninterrupted and you have his undivided attention. That's important. And so unintentional and intentional communication are huge. Another way to build vulnerability into your marriage is don't bring problems into your quality time. Let me tell you guys something. This is something I personally had to learn not to do. Like when we're having intentional quality time, like, okay, babe, we're going to sit and we're going to watch these shows and we're going to spend some time together or we're going to sit or we're going to cook dinner together and have some fun. Or we're going to go out on date night and I'm going to dress really sexy and look really pretty. And in those moments, don't talk about your problems, right? Because date night is a chance for you to vacation from everyday life and focus on each other. That is the purpose of it. Um, and so when you are intentional about having that time with your spouse, Be intentional also about not crowding that time with issues and things that are bothering you. You can be vulnerable in that time. That's important. But try to leave that out of your quality time because then it puts, um, it makes your space together. It puts that space together on a pedestal and it starts to build gold. Like, the gold times in your marriage. And I define gold times as those moments that you two never forget. They're irreplaceable. They're, they'll be valuable forever. Those gold moments, you don't want to interrupt those with 
you know, chink away at them with issues or starting an argument or that it hurts, it hurts your quality time. And what it does is it makes your spouse not want to spend any quality time with you. So instead of date night, he's going to be like, I mean, what's the point? Like you got problems when we out, you got problems when we, you want to reserve that time for you all special time just for each other to connect. Um, my next way to continue or to start building vulnerability in your marriage is to do mindless activities together. Now by mindless, I mean, do things that don't require you all to think about your bills, your life, the kids, what you got to do, who you owe, do mindless activities together. So mindless activities could be putt putt. It could be watching a show together, get into a show together. Netflix is great for binging with the spouse. Um, it could be playing a game of volleyball, going to play basketball, going to the gym together. Doing mindless activities together is really important because it's something about just being close to your to your significant other and not having anything interrupted that is priceless. So make sure you have that time together because those are things that those those activities, they build on those gold moments too. They help create those gold moments Um, And what these goal moments ultimately do is build vulnerability, help you come out of hiding in your marriage, because the more time you spend with somebody, the more you get to know them and the more you keep getting to know them. Right. Because we're ever changing and evolving. So it's important to stay connected to who your spouse is right now, not who they were 10 years ago, but who your spouse is right now. And you want your husband to love the woman he has right now. And in order for him to do that, you got to be vulnerable with him. Pray daily together with, uh, for each other, with each other, and also lift up your intimate time together. Okay. Lift up the time. One of the things that my husband and I pray when we pray every day is, um, you know, God bless our intimate time together. Show us how to appreciate the God in one another, speak to the God in one another and love on the God in one another. Um, so that our intimate time can be filled with a connectedness that is unbreakable. Yes, you can rewind this and write that down. (laughs) Um, That is something that we pray together often. Um, And our, I will, I will be completely transparent and tell you that when we started including that in our prayer time, it really changed the way we spend time together. Um, It's changed the way that we even argue. It really has. Um, We have completely transformed in that aspect. And we're very intentional about um, doing the mindless activities, about praying together, about our intimacy, um, about the intentional and unintentional communication and not bringing problems into our quality time. Okay. So my last thing that I have for you to do is to ask the hard questions. And some of the hard questions Um, in this particular episode for you to reflect on is what things of your assignment that you wrote down, the 10 things that have changed you in your life, 10 things that you love about yourself and three things that you've given God in this season. Why haven't you told your spouse? Write down the why, because it's important that you know, so that if it, when the moment arises, you have meditated on it and you're able to be vulnerable in a place that is well thought and easily understandable. 
it's important that your spouse understands you. And when the, in the times that they don't, it's important that they're at least aware so they can pray for you and vice versa. And if you feel like you're not the one who's undercover in your marriage, but your spouse is the one who's undercover, start praying. Pray that your spouse would be so in tune to God and in tune to the God in you that they would begin to feel a connectedness without even trying. That vulnerability will change the face of your marriage. I love you. Thank you for listening. Till next time. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Wife Talks. I'm so glad that you all are enjoying this podcast so much. Thank you for all of your positive feedback. Do me a favor, share this with your girlfriends, your mom, your besties, your coworkers, everyone around you. Let them know that you're growing in God and growing in marriage and becoming an excellent wife. And hey, by the way, if you want to take this relationship to the next level, go find us on Instagram. We are at on wife support. And if you click the link in the bio, you will be able to join our private Facebook group where my girlfriend, Tracy Sidner, and I pray weekly with wives around the world. I wish you growth. I wish you peace and I wish you joy. But most of all, I wish you the marriage of your dreams. Miracles and blessings.